Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high-vibing friends. I'm so excited you are here today. As always, I have an awesome guest to introduce to you. Um, So today we're going to be chatting with Steve Vincent. So as a professional writer, teacher, spiritual coach, poet, and author, Steve brings more than 33 years of experience to the table to help others overcome their challenges and live their dharma. He's a public speaker, workshop facilitator, and creator of Pendragon Men's Circle and Copywriter's Escape Room Support Programs. As a lover of sunsets, his search for the truth of our human existence has stretched from the sands of the Sunshine Coast to the hot springs of New Zealand to the Peruvian Amazon for ayahuasca ceremonies and has included many energetic healing online and in person and long hours alone pondering the meaning of life. Originally a high school teacher, a faculty head and vice principal, then freelance journalist, copywriter, writing coach, and marketing consultant, his journey inwards via his new book, Finding You, has unlocked the pain of the human experience, which emerges in his words that are said to move women to tears and make men squirm. He has spoken to audiences as large as 1,500 and has coached groups of all ages and sizes. He appears on weekly international spiritual broadcasts and contributes to several weekly self-improvement movements. As a father of four now adult children, he lives in the subtropical Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia, and when not um, writing and mentoring others can be found at one of the beautiful local beaches, commuting with Mother Earth or gazing out to sea. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Caitlin. Wonderful to be here. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I am so excited to chat with you today, um, and I love your intro. I do have to say I'm super excited to talk about um, you know, the power of words, because when in your mm. bio it says, in your new book, um, it unlocks the human experience, which emerges in his words, are said to move women to tears and make men squirm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell me yeah. about that. Tell, um, let's kind of just start with that. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Okay. So when I, I'll go back to um, when when COVID turned up. Right, I, uh, everything was locked down. I, I lost a six figure client, and that, um, yeah, that that's a hit to any business, right? And mm-hmm. um, it it really hit me for six because what I, I'd realised I'd never really failed at anything in life, um, and it, it it helped me. It really it, it was such a gift for me. Um, COVID. I mean, I know that sounds that's strange, but you know, everything in life has a balance, a polar, a, a, a positive and a negative, right? And yet we often only focus on one thing. And, you know, I, I had the, the lockdown with COVID, but it, what it actually did, it gave me time to, to really ponder um, why I felt crappy, mm. um, you know, and why, because why, it, it wasn't like things in, in my career had ever you know, not gone well, but mm-hmm. I really, I really pondered why did this one knock me for a six so much? And I just, I got a journal out and I just started writing and I, I wrote some more and, and it was all, I felt very um, almost embarrassed by it because it was so, it was so personal and raw. And um, I really, you know, when, if my wife would come and ask me what I was doing, I'd oh, I'm just writing some poetry, you know. I'd, and I'd I'd grown up in a 
uh, a strict Catholic household and I went to an all-boys school. And so writing poetry and exploring feelings and things, it kind of wasn't the done thing. And um, what I realised in that moment, I'd been writing poetry on and off. It has been something that I had experienced um, on and off and I'd I'd shoved it down, that that need to to get things out in, in the written word. And and when I eventually got the courage to show um, someone, I can't remember exactly who it was. I, my wife was part of it somewhere along the line, but they, they said to me, they went, oh, my God, that really hit me in the heart. Mm. And, um, you know, if I, if I showed it to a, a trusted male friend, it was like, oh, mate, that um, I feel really uncomfortable with mm-hmm. that um you know not, and I said, but not in a bad way but it just really made me look at myself and um <clears throat> you know it and, and so I just I just kept writing and writing and, and writing and it was kind of like whatever you know the, the the term these days whatever was downloaded to me it just came out in these raw kind of words and um uh, and I thought well if people if people, because when you, when one or two people close to you respond one way, it could just be that they're being nice or that they're friends or colleagues or whatever, and they just want to, they're just trying to tell you what you want to hear, right? But sure. the, the wider that went, and I was getting the same reaction, I thought, well, maybe there is something here that is a help to other people to help mm-hmm. them look at um, where things are not going well in their life, why they feel unbalanced, why, why despite their material success, right? Why, why do I, why do I not feel good enough? Why do, why do I have anxiety? Why, why do I not feel happy? You know, I've I've got career success. I've got the new house. You know, the new partner, the new boat, the the new da 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 da. Mm-hmm. da. Why am I not happy? Right. And um. And when when I when I, I guess when I I really contemplated that it was that had been a question that had been bubbling away inside of me um, basically all my life, mm-hmm. you know. And I had I had squashed that down. I'd pushed it down. I, I hadn't ever really sat down because I got busy. You know, four kids, you're busy. You know, we right. had four under five at one point, so I was I was busy. Life, yeah. life was busy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have one and I'm like, oh my gosh, can't even imagine yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. it, it was insane, right? Yeah. You know, people go, oh, how wonderful. No, it was horrible. It was busy. <laughs> I was just nap- nappies and meals and strapping yep. kids into cars to go anywhere. It was, oh, God. Um, you know, and, and, and I hadn't, and the gift for me for COVID was time, hmm. time to, to just be and to reflect and to, to really look at, um, to really look at why I felt that way and where all of that came from, and it, I've got to tell you, it wasn't comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it really one, it wasn't comfortable to look at, and then two, it wasn't comfortable to admit and talk through mm-hmm. by words or via a discussion like this with other people. Like, gee, I. I really have felt small in that situation, or you know, when X, Y, Z has happened, I really didn't react well to that. You know, I'm not proud of the way I reacted to that, and you know, oh gosh, I really was jealous in that situation. And and what it, what what I, I I have discovered more and more and more is that you know all of us have almost two sides to us, if you like. We have the side that we show the world, the mm-hmm. you know, the confident, happy, smiling. Oh look, I've got everything going on kind of side, but there is this other side or our shadow self 
mm-hmm. that we don't want to show the world. And, um, you know, that's not, it's not my term. It's not a new term. It goes back to Carl Jung, the famous psychologist and, yep. and people before him. And, you know, he said, uh, and to, to quote him, he said that everyone carries a shadow. And this is the key thing. Everyone carries a, carries a shadow. The less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the mm-hmm. blacker and denser it is, right? The key mm-hmm. words, the blacker and denser it is. And he goes on, at all counts, it forms an unconscious snag thwarting our most well-meant intentions. Mm. And so that that really hit me in the heart, right? And I just yeah. thought, well, gee whiz, I've had wonderful intentions my whole life, but it's always felt like there was something holding me back. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck is that, you know? Um, and, and when I started looking at that, I, you know, it was the case of, well, gee, I am a really petty, jealous, not nice person. But I'm also mm. a really nice person, a very generous and very sharing. And and what what I've come to to learn about the human experience and the human existence is that um, we we have both of those sides, right? And and Demartini, Dr. John Demartini, I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but he mm-hmm. says, you know, I'm, I'm not a nice person. Um, I'm also not a mean person. I'm a combination of both of those two things. Right. And what we tend to want to do is to put a mask on of just being the nice person mm-hmm. and we squash down, we, sh- we, we shove down, we ignore, we belittle the mean person in ourselves or the jealous person or the, the um, you know, the feeling small person. And, and I guess the, the upshot of all of that is, is that when we only love one side of ourselves, we're never complete, right, because we're mm-hmm. ignoring a huge part of who we really are, right? This is this, so my my jealousies and my pettiness and my shame and my feeling small and they're part of me. Mm-hmm. They really are part of me. And until I can, until I can learn to love those parts of me, I'm always going to be, as Jung said, you know, an unconscious snag, something mm-hmm. thwarting me and stopping me moving forward. And um, I, I, and the, the interesting thing I found too is that. It's still a process, right? I, mm-hmm. I haven't got there. I don't just do one technique or one thing and, hey, presto, look at me, Caitlin. I'm fixed. I am wonderful now, right? It's not like that because mm-hmm. I still have those things, but I'm not fighting them or hiding them, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I mean, you have hit on so many very, very powerful um you know, thoughts and ideas. I, I really love that you kind of brought up this idea of the the shadow self and the facade that we do put out to everybody. Because mm-hmm. I think with what I see with a lot of my clients and just in, I mean, even with myself and, and everybody I interact with is like you said, there's a lot of shame when that anger, or that jealousy or something that yeah. we have attached a connotation of negative or bad um, come out, we get really shameful. And Something I work on a lot with my clients is the fact that um, every emotion and every feeling is healthy to have in your life. You have to have every single feeling and emotion in your life, and it's okay to experience those. Um, So I really love that you kind of talked about that, but also pointed out how hard that is, right? We can talk about it all we want, but to actually get vulnerable with ourselves and, you know, um, work with that shadow self is, can be really daunting. So I like, you know, that you went to journaling. I think that's a beautiful place to go. Um, and I will say, you know, I think too, you kind of touched on it. There's that stigma, especially with men in society of like, Oh, I'm being vulnerable. I'm being raw. Mm. Ooh, that doesn't, that's not good. That doesn't feel good. I shouldn't be doing that. Right. Like there's that 
macho, I have to be this way. Um, and women are allowed to explore those emotions a little bit more, but even, even so, um, I will say that when, you know, there's a woman that has a really extreme reaction, what's that kind of societal thing we go to is, oh, she's PMSing, right? So it's still got that like negative connotation of women and men don't have the right Mm -hmm. to have these negative emotions or express them. And so we do, like you said, only love part of us and we shame this other part. Yeah. And one, one interesting thing, one thing I, cause I, I've got a fairly, as much as I'm a feeling kind of person, I also have a very strong analytical mind and my mm-hmm. mind needs to know how things work. And right. one of the, the ways I've really been able to um, accept that I do have a shadow self and it's it's not pleasant or nice sometimes mm-hmm. and um, is that I, I look around at the world we live in, I look around at nature, we have night and we have day. Mm-hmm. We have summer and we have winter we have drought and we have flood we have polar opposites but it's mm-hmm. also a beautiful harmony right that's mm-hmm. the harmony of our existence and so if it's if the the majesty of nature um, and the world we live in if that has dark and light who are we not to have that same fundamental as part of our being our, our darkness and our light and you know it, it the, the, the again like you, you're so right when you said we, we always wear that mask of mm-hmm. i'm this kind of person we we pretend and we portray a lot of what we want to show the world mm-hmm. um and we do ourselves a disservice when we do that you know and you know that leads to things like imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. um you know all of that and, and feeling small and elevating others and putting ourselves down below them and, and all that stuff um you know and the other thing you know the other thing it does too i think is um when 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 we interact with another human being and they trigger something in us um, you know, oh, I, I hate my sister-in-law, Jenny. She's such a selfish B-I-T-C-H, you know, like mm-hmm. I can't stand her, you know, or whatever, whatever that thing might be. My Uncle Tom, my grandmother, my mother-in-law. I mean, I've got my mother-in-law staying with me at the moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are some emotions. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah but, but this, this, this could be my own therapy session, right? Um, but whenever, whenever we see something in someone else that that really triggers us and we don't like, um, you know, the the biggest question to ask, well, where is that in me? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm seeing it in someone else, it means it's somewhere in me that I just haven't haven't wanted to look at and I don't want to look at because it, it gives me that feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 what we always do then is we we project outwards onto some someone our discomfortable or our uncomfortable feeling and our discomfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, you're you're nasty or mean or bitchy or whatever it might be. You project mm-hmm. that. Look at you, aren't you terrible? You project that out on someone else, but really, that's something within us that's triggered, and right. that's something in our shadow that we haven't looked at and haven't loved. Yeah. Um, wow, that is that's so true and so powerful. It just makes me think of. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my uh, friends the other day, and and I have a two month old son. So we were just talking about kind of raising kids and, um, you know, the craziness of the world today. And, um, 
we just got back from vacation and we went to this little bookstore and um, I was really excited. And there were some books about, you know, just teaching kids like emotional intelligence and all these different things. And I was really excited and got him some books and we were talking about that. And she was kind of giving me a hard time. And I said, she's like, kids are going to be mean no matter what. Um, like, you know, girls are mean girls talk behind each other's backs. And it just made me think of exactly what you said. I said, hurt people, hurt people, right? These girls are, you know, that we're saying teenagers are so nasty. Think about what you were dealing with as a teenager, right? You're dealing with self-esteem issues. So you put other people down, right? It's exactly that kind of idea that you're talking about. It's triggered inside of you. um, That really is, is something that's hard to look at. And we don't, like you said, we don't want to, right? Because it's, it's uncomfortable. And um, I always tell people, my clients that um, I'm not in the business of making people comfortable because the growth happens in discomfort, right? So when we do look at ourselves, that's when we're uncomfortable, but that's when we can actually observe what's going on and create change that can last. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'll I'll share a a quick story about um, the uncomfortableness of, um, of it and and um, my my pettiness and my nastiness and mm-hmm. um, so there's a, a local bookstore that I approach. I used to go there all the time. It was a cafe bookstore, my favourite place in the whole world, right? And um, I approach them to stock a book, and you know most of the the stores around me are, are stocking it and selling it. And mm-hmm. and these guys, um, after a little while, they got back to me and they said, "Oh, no, no, we're not going to." And I was I was shattered. I'm like. This is me. I come here all the time. I spend money with you guys all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I was shattered. Like, I mean, rejection when you're a writer. Hello, I know all about that, right? Right. But <laughs> I, this is me, and I'm it's shattered. Hurts, like, yeah. how how can you do that? And a little while after that, a a friend of mine said, "Oh, look, let's catch up for a coffee. We'll meet at such and such." And um, the the old me, I would have gone, "Oh yeah, okay, no problem." Um, yeah, let, let's go there. And I would have gone there under false pretenses and painted a smile on my face, pretending that everything was fine. And then I would have walked away from there feeling like crap because mm-hmm. I wasn't being true to myself. You know, I was, I felt hurt and rejected and quite petty that I felt that way mm-hmm. and shameful that I felt that way. And I just would have squashed that down. But I said to, I said to the person, I said, you know what, I don't, I don't eat there anymore. I don't go there anymore. And they said, what do you mean? It's your favorite place. And I said, oh, no, they, they don't stock my books. So if they're not going to support me, I'm, I'm not going to support them. And they said, well, gee, isn't that just a little bit childish and petty? And I said, no, it's not a little bit childish and petty. It's completely childish <laughs> and petty. And that's exactly how I feel. And yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to get, go against how I feel and put this mask of niceness on me. Um, I accept how I feel. Um, and I, I love myself that I, that I feel that way. We're going somewhere else that we're not going to go. And the... the the difference in that was that I accepted how I felt, right? I didn't, for the benefit and the sake of others, put on this mask that, oh, yeah, everything's fine. I'm a bigger person. I, I can I can deal with the rejection. No, it hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it hurt because I, I talked to all the staff all the time and, um, you know, and no. So I was childish and petty and I accepted that and I have loved myself because of that. And mm-hmm. and I was true to myself, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's the big thing. When, when you look at things in your shadow and you are prepared to accept all those parts of yourself that you perhaps didn't, my goodness, it's so liberating. It's so freeing because it takes a lot of energy to squash stuff down, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if I had it, so, so in that moment, the emotions I had were, um, were anger, were um, 
I wanted revenge. Um, I was petty. I was jealous because they'd stopped other local authors and not me. And, mm-hmm. you know, so there were all these things. It takes, it takes energy. To squash yeah, that stuff down and, and pretend it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And yet when I accepted that, yeah, well, that's just how I felt. And in that moment, and and gee whiz, I was quite okay with that. Now I guess if I look back around, I said I came from a a strict religious Catholic upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've dealt with that Catholic guilt my whole life. You know, I'll mm-hmm. just be nice. You know, if you're good now, you'll go to heaven later on. Um, and so that program had very much run my life. And so mm-hmm. um, in that instance, I would have elevated themselves, that, that shop, and put myself down here, right, down down right. way below them just to avoid the the issue and, and just to... Um, give in to that guilt of, oh, you've got to be a nice person. And um, my message is, well, why? You don't have to be. I mean, I accept that that was that's a part of who I am and who I was in that time. And what what I've also found is that when I'm prepared to own that, to own those negative parts of me that I may not like, when I'm prepared to own those, they actually don't come up nearly as often. They Mm. don't have like this this gripping hold on me. So I'm not almost... Yeah, I'm not almost attracting those situations where this thing keeps coming up, right? The pettiness mm-hmm. and the jealousy and the smallness and the nastiness and the rage. And and when you accept those things that are part of you and love them as part of you because they're part of you, it, it releases so much stuff of um, conditioning and blame and 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 like I said, the the energy it takes just to carry that stuff and squash it down. You know, if you mm-hmm. can release that in by accepting things about yourself. Um, you know, you go a lot, a lot further along the track to loving yourself and loving all of you with all of your your warts. You know, it's that that old saying, "Love warts and all." But I never really understood that until I started getting into this work and mm-hmm. um, really looking at things. Yeah, I think you did two things that I think were really powerful. Um, is first, you were naming the emotions, and I think that yeah. that's something we pass over a lot. We're just like. Yep. That's negative. And we don't name, like I was jealous. I was frustrated and giving that our brains are able to process it. When we do give them a word, when we give that emotion, a word, we can process it. We can understand it. Right. And then the other piece is, um, we can, when you accept it, this is how I feel instead of pushing it down, you were able to process it. Right. And I think that's a piece too, that we often forget, um, is that we can, we can process these emotions without um, without completely allowing them to control us. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think you know, I it's funny because we can know these things, and I'm sitting here listening to to your story, and I'm I can. I can hear my own programming, right? Of like when you said the Catholic programming of if you're good, you go to heaven, all that stuff. I can hear my own, you know, programming of um, I was. I'm pretty blunt if you haven't noticed that. And um, I was always told I need to sugarcoat things, right? Because I need to allow other people to feel better. And so I can hear my own programming of, you know, growing up and hearing that and, you know, this idea of you have to be a good person. And so my question to you is when you have a client that, you know, hears you say something like that, hears, you know, share that story um, and they say, well, how can you... 
how would you tell them, like, if they're saying, you know, I don't think that I'm, that's trying to be a good person, or aren't we supposed to try to be a good person? Or, um, you know, is it appropriate to give in to those feelings? Because what if you're having a, somebody upset you, is it okay to um, react and, you know, yell at them? What would you explain to that person? Yeah, look, it's, that's a, that's a, a difficult one to answer, only from the point of view of, there, there are so many situations and variables in those situations. It's, sure. it's, it's, it's not, I, I don't know if it's overly helpful to give a blanket answer like that because sometimes, yeah, sometimes you, you might need to yell and, and, um, and stand your ground and dig your heels in, but sometimes that's also not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd love, there's a, a thing from Dr. John D. Martini, he calls it, you know, we, we talk about the law of attraction and these universal laws. And he mm-hmm. says, there's actually another law that everyone should follow. And it's called, I hope I'm allowed to say the, say this word. Um, you would just blank it out if I, That's if okay. not. Um, but he, he calls it the law of lesser pisses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? I've never heard of that. The law of lesser pisses. And, he, and basically what he says is that if you're faced with a situation where you have a choice to piss someone else off or piss yourself off, Choose them every time, yeah. Because come and go from your life. You're with you the whole way through this journey, mm-hmm. and I actually think people pleasing is prison that we have we we set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. In other words, and what it says is, only if I behave a certain way will I be liked and accepted. Mm-hmm. And all of that is judgment on ourselves, judgment on other people, and other people judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we truly love ourselves, then you know nothing can really hurt us because a lot of that stuff with people pleasing is about protection and not wanting to be. Um, you know, our egoic mind is is really trying to not place us in a situation where we feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier just to be a nice person and go along and mm-hmm. be safe rather than pissing someone else off, mm-hmm. um, you know, which can, it could lead to an argument, right? But yeah. You, you, you don't, here's the thing though, you, you don't find peace in a peaceful situation. You find peace in war. Mm-hmm. And yet we... We, we tend to avoid the war, sometimes, which is sometimes necessary. Humanity, look at Right. When is humanity ever at peace? Mm-hmm. Name, one, name one decade. Right. Just one. Yeah. Just one. None. There are none. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and yet we, we expect or we, we falsely seek a life that is all pleasure and no pain. Mm-hmm. And and how hard is that, right? Where we 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 run ourselves ragged, just always seeking the pleasure and avoiding yeah. the pain. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, there's drought and there's flood. There's night and there's day. There's dark and there's light. We only ever seek one side of things, you know. And that is um, that does us, you know, that does us a disservice. And and we also, I believe, are not living authentically to way our world is because our, our world is peace and war. Our mm-hmm. world is light and dark. Our world is yin and yang. Our, our world is, like I said, drought and flood, mm-hmm. you know, night and day, winter, summer. Like, you know, and one of the things that I remember um, doing the ayahuasca ceremonies over in the Amazon was that um, 
the 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 people, the support people were saying because it, it's a it's a very grueling. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a nice time, right? And, it's and they, not. <laughs> yeah, and and they their their advice always was, and they said this so many times. Um, no matter how bad it gets, always remember this, right? This too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And what we often think is that if only I seek the positive or the pleasurable parts of life, mm-hmm. that's all I will ever get. But this too shall pass, and if things aren't going well. This too shall pass, and we 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 think our egoic mind thinks that we're locked into one thing or the other, and the world around us tells us that's just not the case. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm smiling because my grandma actually that was what she used to say all the time: "Is this too shall pass?" Um, with everything in life, she would say that, and it's mm-hmm. so powerful because, like you said, we are always seeking that pleasure, and so we get when we get in these places of pain, we think we kind of catastrophize. We think we're never going to be in pleasure again and we're stuck in this pain forever. Um, And so I really like that. I think that's really powerful and uh, just a really beautiful point to make. And I loved your answer too, that there's not a blanket statement of, you know, this is a time that this emotion is appropriate. It's really a, it does have a lot of, um, you know, different things to, focus on and to all the different variables that are at play. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> one, uh, I guess to, to help folks too with um, anyone listening about, well, how do I find out all of this, this stuff? Um, mm-hmm. It's about taking, taking a break from the world. You know, we are so busy, you know, oh, got to get Monday, go to work, pay the bills, you know, do this, do that. My kids, this, my parents, this, my house, this, my my work, this, my friends, this, my family's and all of a sudden we get to, you know, Friday afternoon and we either collapse or we go out drinking to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to numb the pain <laughs> right. of, of the busyness of life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I've been there. I've done that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, I actually wrote a poem about it. It's called Just Be. And we just don't do enough in this world, in this modern world. No. You know, we, we, we don't do enough. And and so if people take, I'm happy to read that poem. Would you like me to read that poem? I would love you to. Absolutely. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All right. Let, let me do that because it's, I just, I, I read this poem to myself quite often because you know, I need reminders all the time. Mm-hmm. I need reminders all the time that I have to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from page 54 of Finding You, my book. And it, the, the poem is called Just Be, so I'll, I'll read it to you. Just Be. Let go. Open up. Be still. Find quiet. Just be. Turn off. Shut down. Allow in. Slow time. Just be. Go soft. Lighten up. Feel love. Release tension. Just be. Close eyes. Shrug shoulders. Silence mind. Welcome calm. Just be. Feel good. Hold space. Listen out. Feel free. Just be. Sit there. Look around, listen up, breathe deep. Hello, me. And That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. And like I said, my message with that is when was the last time you 
just be. Mm. You sat somewhere with yourself and you didn't have your phone, your kids, your TV, your computer, your alcohol, your coffee. You just sat there to be with yourself. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you did that? Yep. Can't even think of a time. <laughs> if I'm not mm-hmm. meditating, then I'm not doing that. But even that, I mean, I'm to be honest, you know, like I said, I have a two-month-old, so I haven't meditated since before he was born. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because you do, you get in that space of go, go, go. So that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. And, 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 you know, because what, what we want to do, our mind wants us to be busy because then if we're busy, we don't have to look back at ourselves and the painful mm-hmm. parts of ourselves. Right. And, and so it's, it's a, it's a defense mechanism. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so my, you know, my, my, if you take nothing else from, you know, this, this particular call, um, just spend more time to just be, Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, yeah, the other thing too is at, at first you'll be kind of agitated. You know, I've got to be mm-hmm. done something. I've got to that shopping list, do, 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 whatever it is, right? And yep. if if you haven't got if you haven't got half an hour, just take twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got twenty minutes, take ten minutes. If you haven't got ten minutes, take five minutes. Right. Just be and just be with yourself and be with be with your feeling and your feeling body and. Um, you know, who, who said that we have to be rushing and busy all the time? Who said that? Right. You know? It's a false it's reality. Yeah, it's a false <laughs> reality that we've decided yeah. is the law and it's not. We're, yeah. we're not here to just work and rush and, you know, do all these things. We're also here to enjoy earth and to enjoy ourselves and kind of enjoy this human existence. Yeah, yeah. And, the, yeah, the, if, if I could add a... A little addition to the just be. It, mm-hmm. it, I think it helps if you just be in nature. Mm-hmm. If you live in the big city, even if you're just earthing or grounding on a patch of grass somewhere, you know, right. just 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 connecting back into the 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 energy of our planet and 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 the energy of our planet in its perfect balance. Mm-hmm. It's bad and it's light. It's good and it's, it's dark. You know, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff. You know. Just to be and to feel feel the grass, the, the soil, or, or or sit behind a tree or with a tree behind your back, or you know feel the breeze on your skin and just 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 be. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I think you know, I think this brings me to kind of the question that I want to um, end our call with. Even though I could ask you so much more, but you know, I've you say that the answer lies within, so. What does that really mean in kind of more of a practical sense for people? Yeah, it, nice question too. So if I go back to that horrible, nasty sister-in-law of mine, whatever name I gave her, Mary, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, right, um, she triggers me, you know, because she's so damn selfish. You know, mm-hmm. she won't lift a finger around the house, yet that my sister-in-law, Mary, her friends all think she's a fantastic, beautiful, giving, generous, lovely person. Mm. So... So where is the issue, right? Mm. The issue ain't with Mary. The issue that something is, yeah. in me right. is being triggered by her only because it's in me. So right. our our body and the way we're built um, is a beautiful signaling device for what stuff we need to look at, mm-hmm. right? And so whenever we get those spikes of emotion, that oh, gosh, Mary, God, I can't stand that, Mary. Well, you know, where's where's that trade in of Mary? Where is that in me? 
Right. And then we and like like we said at the start, and it's a, a good place to loop back around. I don't want to I don't want to look at it in me. Therefore, it's easier to point the finger. At me. So much right. easier because I'm off the hook. Right. So much easier to judge. Yeah. So absolutely. Those, yeah. Yeah. So those I, I think to to be to be practical about it, it's 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 about having your I guess not being on autopilot where you're just a, a victim of all these circumstances. Oh, oh, oh and she's awful, and this happened. Or to to go manual if you like. So put you know have your gear shift lever. If if you find feel that spike of emotion, well, why is that? Why am I feeling that? Is that because it's it's triggered something in me that I haven't looked at within myself? Mm. And so if we can get our heads out of that busy autopilot thing and more into a manual state where we are able to discern. Because when we're in that busy um, automatic state, blah, 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 things are going a million miles an hour and mm-hmm. think everything just washes by and you end up feeling crappy, you know, right. just because of all that's happened. Whereas if we go manual and oh, why did Mary trigger me? Mm-hmm. Now, it, it might also be that Mary um, crossed some of your boundaries. Sure. That's a different conversation. Like that, right? I can't stand that Mary and her selfishness. Um, so mm-hmm. it's those, it's those those spikes of emotion, those um those triggers that they're the practical things, the practical steps that our being um signals and messages that our being is telling us to look within. Perfect. Well. I think we're going to leave it at that. I think that's a powerful ending okay. to this conversation. Um, it's been such a pleasure having you on, Steve. I feel like I can talk to you for a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for our listeners, as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I know your time is valuable and precious. I appreciate it. Um, and like, subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you thought. Or if you have any questions, I'm going to put the information for how you can get in contact with Steve um, and find his book as well um, in the episode notes. So feel free to check those out. And once again, thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, Kyla. It's been great fun. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.